everyone to the third chapter, I guess the third chapter, we're going to call them chapters, of where myself, Kirk Buckner, and my partner here, Vinny Laspinuso, we're telling you about some of the people who have been nominated for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, some names you know, some most of them you don't. And the reason why we're doing this is because when they announce their giant list of nominees, they're not exactly telling you that much about them and why they're here and how they got here, uh, especially in the non-player section. Well, they don't really tell a whole bunch, period, but but really the non the non-modern modern era. And this is our third part, so I'm pretty excited to do that. And we're gonna start off with somebody who most of you should know. Most of you would be afraid to sort of meet in a dark alley. I know I would. Uh, we're gonna start off with Bill Lambeer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, this is like one of the first guys that, cause I didn't get into basketball until I was a teenager. Uh, maybe that's just sort of like a Canada thing because there wasn't, when I was a kid, there, there were no Toronto Raptors. There was no team in Buffalo wasn't on TV all that much, truth truth be told. But I knew who the hell Bill Lambeer was. Well, not uh, only that, the Pistons were the closest team to you, I'm assuming, right? Well, you're right. But, I mean, in terms of, like, local television growing up in Toronto, uh, you we would get the Buffalo feeds of pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. So, like, when I'm growing up, like, just for, like, NFL stuff, for example, it's pretty much whatever the Buffalo then stations would show and on a good day, you might be able to get something in Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, I'm guessing the, well, the Buffalo Braves left by the time you really started getting into sports, I imagine. The Buffalo right? Braves were long gone by then. I, I never even heard of them until, like, I think they left in the late 70s, and I was just a little yeah, kid. So, late 70s, around there. Yeah. yeah, so at that point, I wasn't that, that much aware of them at all. But Bill Lambeer was certainly an icon, and somebody, when I'm looking at him, is a very interesting case for the Hall. He's got the All-Stars, four All-Stars, two-time champion, rebounding title. Dirty, dirty, dirty player. Those same exact people that will say he was dirty are the same ones that will call anyone that plays today soft. And yeah, so I think, yes, especially for the time he was dirty. However, he was one of the best defensive players in the NBA. He was a big part of those bad boys teams with Dumars, Thomas, and Rodman winning those back-to-back -back titles. He didn't know. He was not part of any all-defensive teams. However, I'm not going to hold that against him too much because I still think he was very integral to those teams. Now, having said that, if you just looked at his just playing career alone, I'd probably say no. But there's way more to his story than solely his playing career. Those that don't know, he was also a coach in the WNBA for 20 years. 20 years he, he was a coach for them. And it was the, the shock in particular. And he led them to a dynasty. They won championships in 03, 06, and 08. Was coached the year in 03 and 15. And you know, he, he was the just before Becky Hammond became the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces. He took him to the to the conference finals, like ever, even before all that, all except for like, I think like five seasons, the team, his teams missed the playoffs. And the team missed the playoffs in just five seasons. Mm -hmm. but, but to be fair, though, they are not looking at his coaching career for, for this nomination. Not entirely. No, but they're not supposed to. 
I mean, because wink, you can't get in nod. as a player and a coach, Wilkins, comma, Lenny. Uh, so I yes. I would imagine that's not what they're looking for. I, I think uh, one thing where I'll sort of, I don't say disagree, but uh, or just sort of like add to, uh, for a big guy back then, he was a bit of a prototype for seeing large men shoot outside. Yes, he, he was. He a, he yeah, was. He a, yeah, he had a very good shot. I was watching a few interviews to uh, to prep for this, where you know you have Isaiah Tom saying, "Bottom line, we're not winning those two titles without without Bill." Mm-hmm. But again, Bill was predominantly disliked. I mean, think Draymond Green to a lot of people now is the best modern equivalent, not so much in style of play, but in terms of this guy's a dirty player. Da 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 da. And yeah. Part of and, mm-hmm. yeah. Similarly, the Pistons went to three straight finals, win the latter two. Mm-hmm. But Bill's All Stars were actually before those three yeah. t- uh, finals appearances. Mm-hmm. He not he was not an All Star in those three years they went to the finals. Of course, the Lakers and the the Blazers, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Um, so, I mean, even though they don't say outright that it's about the coach, just solely player. I, when I look at a case like Bill Lane Beard, he's someone that's bolstered because of his coaching prowess. I mean, just alone by player, I probably would say probably not, but I think if you were to combine the two into one, which I do for some instances, mm-hmm. like a Michael Cooper, for instance, then I say absolutely. And I think he finished like what th- top three all time in terms of wins for the WNBA. So yeah, I think if you combine everything together, he's very deserved. You might have a better shot getting in in that women's section. Well, either way, I think men or women, when you're in the Hall of Fame, no, but I mean, like, and, and I'm not for for those. Just to be clear, you can get into the through the women's channel if you were a male coach in the WNBA. So, no, because yes, I'm aware. People might be hearing that and thinking, "What the hell is Kirk talking about?" But. Yeah, in case you're curious, guys, no, Bill does not – I'm not going to say it. Bill Bill did not – nothing. I'm not going to say it. You'll have to tell me after because now I'm very curious where you, where you might be going with that. But, yeah, Bill Lambier, uh, so, again, same question I always ask. Uh, what's your want out of 10 and, what's your th- and what are your chances out of 10? Well, this is also his first year on the first ever time being on the ballot. So I'm happy he's finally here. Like I mentioned for Penny Hardaway last time. Mm-hmm. However, I just think because Cooper's there longer, you've got Marcus Johnson there a bit longer, and now you have Vince Carter. I can't really see him making it this year, but I could definitely see him down the road. In terms of want, I haven't really thought too much about his case until like the last like several months because I say, like, hey, you know quality career maybe there's something there i'm happy he's there but i'd say in terms of maybe like there's an eight maybe a seven like around there i'd like to see him but i'm not gonna go overly emotional crazy for like some other names okay all right so our second person is someone who is he fell out of my radar that should and that's that's a that's a crime on my part i'll admit uh gene shu kirk 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 Oh man. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm 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 a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong on some things. Uh Gene Shu is somebody I should have had ranked. I don't. Uh that will probably be rectified when I do this again. You and I are gonna like put our heads together and there's some older players that I may have whiffed on, and, and this is one of them for sure. Yeah, uh, Leori Edwards is the other one. <laughs> oh yes. I 
You're kicking a man when he's down, Ben. Well, I gotta find a way to plug Leroy Edwards yeah, somehow. I know, I know. But we got this. This this guy is fascinating to me. Uh, just the different eras. Third overall pick after a pretty good career in Maryland, but mm-hmm. just to show what kind of era it was. So, like six games into this his first rookie year. I don't know when he said that to, to uh, management. Yeah, you guys uh, shortchanged me on on my uh, check by ten dollars. <laughs> and a couple weeks later, he was traded to the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, that's actually how it happened. The fifties were wild time, man. <laughs> they just were. Yeah, it's but yeah. Mm-hmm. Like like ten dollars isn't even something is, how, like how much do uh they, they make it rain at the strip club now? But <laughs> like <laughs> no comments. Yeah yeah no well, I don't have any other comment. I've never seen it. I just read about it. Mm. But his best days <laughs> his best days were with the Pistons. Five straight All Stars, uh, first team player, second team player, been a solid coach mm-hmm. later on. Uh, yeah, really solid coach. He took the he he led a couple teams to a final. Took the Bullets to the finals, which in case you're curious, that's that's currently the Wizards, not the original Bullets. They were a separate team. And then the Sixers of the '70s, they took them to a finals. He was a coach of the year twice in '69 and '82. The '82 was when he was with the Bullets, now the Washington Bullets, and you know All Star Game head coach twice. You look at the finals that he was in. The one that he was with. The the bullets, well, the, the Baltimore bullets at that point, they lost the Bucks in the finals, and then and when he was finals, he took them to the I think they were against the Blazers, if I'm not mistaken. Let's check it. Yes, it was against the Blazers. They lost in six games. Afterwards, afterwards he got fired by the Sixers despite leading to the finals, and then afterwards when he was with the Clippers and the Bulls again, and then. Yeah, the Clippers, the Bulls, and then the Clippers yet again. He only had a, a few other playoff appearances, so that definitely doesn't help him. However, I will say that in ter- afterwards, he was the uh, manager of, I think he was like the manager of the Sixers for a bit. Then afterwards, he left. He was also a broadcaster for ESPN in their Continental Basketball Association games. Oh man, mm-hmm. I remember that. Well, not him, but I remember that old league. Yeah, that, that's yeah. Cool. Like, yeah, he has a he's changed a lot for the game. Like, you know the spin move. Yeah, that that was him. He created that. Okay, well, he I invented mean, the spin move. Anyone who's five time All Star in five in five years in a row, obviously you're doing pretty good. I, I imagine what's keeping him out is he's never he doesn't have a ring. Or yes, it's, uh, it sort of like allowed him to fall through the cracks. By me, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, during the time he was viewed as one of the, he was viewed as one of the best coaches the NBA ever had because oftentimes, like George McGinnis credited him, Bill Walton credited him, Spencer Haywood credited him. They credited Gene Shu for helping bolster up their games when they had bad slumps, and he was also someone who. He was like the only coach at the time that wanted to emphasize the three-point shot. The three-point shot was brand new. 
lot of guys didn't like it. However, he was the guy that said, hey, I like this. Let's use it. Sure. Yeah, let's do the three-point shot. So, hey, <laughs> not bad. Not 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 bad at all. And I think just in terms of his entire body of work as a player and as a coach in general, um, Bleacher Report also listed him as one of the very best people not in the Hall of Fame. I don't understand why this guy isn't in. I, he reminds me a lot of Larry Costello, who was inducted a few years ago. For those that don't know, he was a six-time All-Star that also was a coach and won a championship for the Bucks, And he should have been in long ago. Shoe kind of reminds me a little bit like that, except the difference is that he never won a championship. But he also has an extra All-NBA team member, but he also has one less All-Star. Do I say yes? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to see Gene Shue. I think Gene Shue, in terms of this contributor list, absolutely. He's very, very deserving. And in terms of want, probably like nine or 10. It's pretty high. But do you think he should be in as a player or a coach or both? Yes. Everything. Contributor. (laughs) The same thing with Larry Costello. I already knew the answer. Or or that sentence escaped my mouth. I already knew what your answer was going to be. Yeah, contributor. Like, same with Costello. Everything. The entire. He truly was a contributor for the game, not only from a playing or coaching perspective, but in terms of philosophy of how people watch it, how people comment it. He was a changer of the concept of basketball itself. And I think I don't understand why a guy that was so significant like he was is not in yet. All right. Uh, So our international one that we're going to be talking about today. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right. Probably not. Uh, Ettore, Ettore Messina. Ettore Messina? Yeah, you said it right. Did it, did I, okay, that's good. That'd be my dogs in the background. They were arguing about also how to pronounce <laughs> it, It's okay. It's Ettore Messina. Sorry about that. Just had to like a stop sort of an argument between Jasper and Winnie. Unfortunately, sometimes Winnie causes mischief. Do, don't you? Yep. Anywho, uh, so yeah, we're looking at uh, someone who is a legend. I, I think I don't. I don't think I'm using that word incorrectly. In the Euro League, I mean, this is a lot of wins. He was one. He was already named by, by uh, the Euro League as one of the top fifty contributors of all time. Uh, yes. Four Euro titles with two different teams: uh, Bologna in uh, the Italian league and CSKA in the Russian mm-hmm. league. Six Russian titles, six Italian titles, still coaching. So he's yep. still adding to his resume with uh, with Milan. He actually did have a few stints in the NBA as a consultant. Um, I think what the biggest, biggest run was with the Spurs. I yes, don't think true. he was there when they won their last title. I could be mistaken on that. I'm not sure about that either. Yeah, I, I didn't see that. I was trying to figure out if he was or was not. I think he might have came in after, but uh, he's like obviously one of those guys because the Spurs certainly, especially Popovich, he's someone who's going to think outside the box. Yes. And bring in other people for, for different ideas. I mean, like this is a great candidate, but when they're only inducting one international, it's a shame. It it's really hard, is. But... Right. Uh... I mean, like, well, what, what more do you want from, from somebody? He's won everywhere he went. Uh, He's got the titles. He's got the championships. He's got the pedigree. The only thing he may not have, and I think, and I could be mistaken on this, I don't quite know what the international team look they look for, but I don't believe that he ever coached 
Italy or Russia or anywhere. Like like for for a nation a nation is what I'm trying to say. He did coach for Italy for Eurobasket. For Team Italy? Okay, did he? Okay. So Yeah, he did. Did he win? I don't I didn't see He won the silver medal. So and he also silver. was part he also won gold for the Mediterranean Games in 93. I never heard of that. What's the Mediterranean Games? I guess Mediterranean cool. Games are exactly what you think they are. They are games that were played of basketball that, you know, they were just regular, but since then it's just been the three on three between the, around the Mediterranean. So I'm talking about like Egypt, uh, Yugoslavia for the time, uh, Turkey, hmm. uh, you know, Greece, on and so forth. What, do they still have that? It's like, we used to, I remember it was a big deal in Canada when they had the Commonwealth Games. I don't even think they still I, I know the back. I know they don't do regular basketball five on five. They do three on threes now. Three, three? Oh. but in, in its concept, it's still around, but it's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, because he's still active, that might hurt him. You think or no? Uh, I mean, it didn't hurt Popovich. He's not on the same uh, same level as Popovich. Oh, I'm not not saying he is. Yeah, I wouldn't even say compared to like. One guy that's not even listed for whatever reason, like he's only one of three, he's tied for second for the amount of championships he won in the EuroLeague as a head coach. I think the only one that won more, I'm looking at, I'm trying to say the name correctly right here on my, my laptop, is Zetko Obradovic, who's won nine championships as a head coach. And I don't know why he's not on this list. Oh, so he's not either. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not even in yet, but we do have the other guys that did win. Um, we have, what do I say? Um, he's, he's shared with, you know, Bozar Malkovic. I hope I'm saying that right. Boza is his nickname. He's on yet, but the two that are, that have four championships are Alexander Gomelski, who who was part of the USSR, who coached the USSR, and Pedro Ferrandes, who coached Real Madrid. So you have two. The two are still waiting, and the big boy is still waiting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, same question. I, I think what you're wanting th- uh, for prediction. Well, in terms of just international guys, there's so many I want, and I hate, I just hate, 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 hate the fact that there's only one. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is for now, at least. A wink, wink. Um, <laughs> man, it, it, it's tough for like players. It's tough for coaches and it's even tougher for other non-players of there. But I think, yeah, his resume is like, duh, induct me. I'm so obvious. I'm, I'm still with you. I mean, he's considered one of the greatest coaches in Europe's history. He's won so many titles in Italy, Russia, just everywhere. Like, this guy is like so obvious. But I don't know. I, I feel like he might get looked over for like, Another few years, and he's still coaching, so I'm not going to go out of my way to really push for him while he's still active. But he's very deserving. <laughs> I'm not denying that. Okay. Uh, so we have one final name, and this one, I think you're going to need to convince me on this one. As I was doing my deep dive and all that, I just don't see him as a Hall of Fame inductee, uh, especially considering who we've got against him. Uh, spread shelves. Uh, correctly. You said it right. Did I? Okay. Yay. Uh, decent player in his own right, uh, playing for Fort Wayne and, and New York, but 
he's here as a coach uh pretty historically speaking a forgotten cog in the lakers run uh very forgotten maybe forgotten because they didn't win while he was there i mean he did he did get a ring as an executive in 72 but he was the first the coach GM. when they moved the gm sorry about that oh well gm okay well, i did say executive uh so but he was their first coach for like an eight-year period did have a winning record but no titles yeah uh it's just well, shame too because Shouse was big in college too as a coach for West, West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, okay. Yes, and West Virginia, and then after his time with the Lakers, he went to go coach in Purdue. Mm -hmm. Overall, though, I mean, it's it's you know certainly a great resume. It reminds me when we were talking about Babcock last time, but this feels more like a deep cut, you know? When you're when you're not for me. Well, compared to who he's against? Compared to who he's against, yes. But I think how many – Yeah, but how many, how many coaches could say they've gone to four championships? I understand they he never didn't win any of them, but he took the Celtics to seven two times. And, like, you look at the guys like Don Nelson, legendary coach. Mm -hmm. Never went to a championships championship appearances. You have – um. I would say Doc Rivers only went to two finals. You have Jack Ramsey. I think he only went to one or maybe two. Like there's legendary coaches. They only went to like one or two finals in their entire coaching career. Some went to none. But Fred Schaus went to four of them. And yes, I understand they had great players in Elgin Baylor and Jerry West and whatnot. But that was still a coach that took a team to the finals four times in four and five years and was also the person who rebuilt the team as a GM and won a title in 1972. Like, as an entire resume, it sounds pretty deserving. And if you were to include the All-Star Game head coach nod, he's tied with Casey Jones, who's in the Hall of Fame as a player. You, you should be in as a coach, too, with third most all time. The only two more are Pat Riley and Red Arbach. That sounds pretty deserving if you factor in everything I just said. Yeah, I... I don't know. For, for me, he just doesn't pop right out, but I wouldn't be upset if he got in either, if that makes well, sense. Well, to, to be fair, a lot of the names I really like don't really pop out to a lot of people. <laughs> That's very true. I can't yes, disagree with that. Yeah, mm -hmm. agrees, right? Yes. Right. All right. All right, so that concludes this chapter. We're going to be doing a few more. Look for them shortly. Ben, as always, thank you so much. Thanks anytime. All right. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, make it a great day because it's not coming again. Later, everyone. See yeah. ya.